I want to hype <laughs> all of my Lake, all of the Lakers fans, my fellow Lakers fans, for just supplying me with all of the Zion Williamson in a Lakers jersey photoshops. <laughs> I didn't even need to make one yesterday. I just stole them shamelessly. There's so many, dude. Is there a jersey we won't photoshop on as somebody? I want to hype you guys. You made um you made me being atrocious on the internet easier for me. I want to drag all of those people. Yep, I was, uh, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> Every single one of them. Hey everybody, this is All Sports Are Bad. I am Patrick on the internet. And I am Jake Whipple. So on May 1st, the Court of Arbitration for Sport for the IAAF, the International Association of Athletics Federations. That's a stupid name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a bad name for anything. They ruled that Castor Semenya, um, they they wanted Castor Semenya to lower her testosterone levels, um... And Castor Semenya is a runner from South Africa. She's a middle distance runner. She runs uh, mostly the 400, the 800, and the 1500 meters. Yes. And she's extremely good. She's yeah. an extremely good runner. Yes. If you don't know who this person is, we're going to tell you yeah. <laughs> who she is right now um, and why this is important and why this is a very, very fucked up situation. Yeah. For for a lot, a, a ton of reasons. And, like, ones that even run beyond just Caster Semenya. Um, there's, like, there's a whole lot to unpack with this decision. And we're going to, like, start... We're going to try and get into it and do this justice. But, basically, so Caster Semenya is one of the best middle distance runners in recent history. Um, she is a South African uh, runner. Uh, a black South African runner. Um... And she has a naturally occurring level of testosterone that is something like two to three times higher than the average for a woman. Um, And that is actually the basis of the IAF's uh, ban against her in those middle distance runnings, that they have decided that her testosterone levels are too high to compete in her events. Yeah. Yeah, she's a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Like, she's already, like... Uh, she's already amazing um and and she's in the news now but this goes back to 2009 right when um let's see in 2009 she she had a big win in berlin uh and afterwards the IAAF uh asked her to initially take a sex verification test to ascertain whether or not she was female yeah which is fucked up and very very gross um and according no one's ever confirmed exactly what the IAAF um put her through but it sounds like it was extraordinarily invasive and um borderline abusive and this was all done in the name of verifying her gender which is just a weird thing to put someone through yeah South African officials condemned it as racist and sexist um Essentially, what it, it just looked like that she was too good, and they were mad. Yeah, pretty like, much. They they couldn't handle a black woman being that good. Yeah, and, and she so was easily the this. best, easily yeah. the best. Um, she, after, post that event, that she um won the Olympic gold in 2012 and in 2016 in the 800 meters. Um, she's won 15 medals at other events. Um, she took silver in the 400 and I think uh, bronze in the 1500 in 2016. I'm not sure I have that right, but she's been extremely competitive in all of her events um, and outright dominant in the 800 meters. So, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. She took silver in the 800 in 2012. Yeah. Um, not, the, not the gold. But she's an Olympic medalist and has performed at a high level her entire life. And has been discriminated against by the IAAF for 10 years now. Yeah. It starts in 2009. It does not end. Uh, we're hearing about it now because um, she recently challenged a, uh, a ruling that they made in 2018 saying that she has to lower her testosterone levels, which 
uh, is a harmful thing for her to do to alter her her body, her makeup that is natural. She she didn't do anything wrong. Like no. she's born this way. She's... This is who she is. This is what she's good at. And they're telling her essentially that she needs to alter her body because her being too good is unfair. Yeah. Which that is her nuts. that her internal biochemistry that the way the way she was born, the person that she is is unreasonable in the scope of uh of track. Yeah. Which is odd and it's more like what makes this really bizarre to me in particular is that these testosterone limits have specifically been implemented against um it seems like they're targeting her specifically that caster semenya is being the per is the person who is very much at the middle of this because these limits do not apply to events that are not specifically her events um that they're only being instituted in the four the eight and the 1500 meter races yeah um they are not um, being instituted in many other uh, track events. For example, the 100 meters does not include this requirement. Um, the javelin, the hammer throw, pole vaults, the triple jump, the long jump, none of these are are being included in this restriction. It's just the events that Castor Semenya competes in. Yeah. And so she she appealed that ruling from 2018... And the ruling just came in in May, like we said, where they basically denied that appeal. And they're going to basically go ahead and make her or attempt to make her or or ban her from competition if she doesn't alter her body chemistry. Yeah. Which, if that sounds horrifying, it's because it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's really fucking gross and really bad. And, like, and it's also very clearly targeted. Like... There's, I don't think there's any real question that this isn't directed specifically at Semenya, um, because they've not, like I said, they haven't included events she doesn't compete in. They haven't included, um, they haven't included a whole lot of other things. There was one Indian racer who, um, uh, I forget this woman's name, but who was disqualified for um, uh, testing outside of what was considered a normal testosterone level, who was not anywhere near as competitive as Caster yeah. Semenya. Like was not competing at the at a level where she was she was wasn't really considered in contention for medals and she never really was. But it was mere, just one of it was more of like an anti-doping concern in this case and with this it's very like Caster Semenya's entire all of her bodily privacy has been uh compromised. She's been placed under the microscope to like quite literally under the microscope yeah. um, in order to be studied and assessed as to whether or not she qualifies to be competing in women's sports in her events. And they've decided simply that she doesn't because they see her natural body chemistry as something, as an unfair advantage, right. as something that's uh, somehow outside the boundaries of what's considered reasonable for women's athletics. Which is like, just incredibly egregious. No one has ever asked Michael Phelps not to have flipper arms right. or what is it arms or feet or something. There's something his, about him that makes him like his has, wingspan is. He has an enormous wingspan. He has giant is, hands and giant feet. Yeah. His yeah. body is built for swimming. Caster Semenya's body is built for running. Yeah. So no one, no one's getting mad at Michael Phelps. No one's getting mad at any NBA player for being too tall. No, nobody told that. Nobody told LeBron James he had to stop being six foot eight. Yeah. No one, like, yeah, no one's ever told Mike Trout to not have the biggest neck in the world. <laughs> no one's ever, hey, your neck's too big, you're too good at baseball because of it somehow. Yeah. Like, so no, you're going to have to get a skinnier neck. Yeah. No, th these get things on that. aren't happening to any other athletes. They're just happening to this black woman yeah. from South Africa. Like, and there, there's a lot of history there Oh, South Africa that we don't really <laughs> yeah. need to get into that you probably know about. Mm. That, like, the, it's just racist, it's sexist, it's cruel. It's it's absolutely just I, I I it's atrocious. Like I have I'm at a loss for words just thinking about just how how awful this is. And once again, it's been going for ten years. Ten years. This has been ten years of this. Like her her entire existence as an athlete, as a competitor, she's had to deal with this this organization, the IAAF, 
dumb name. Can we miss her? <laughs> well, and the other thing, too, is that Caster Semenya is the best um, middle distance runner of her generation, but she is not the best middle distance runner of all time. She isn't. Um, she's not a world record holder in any of her events. She's not... Um, she holds several, like, all-time excellent ta- like times. And if you start breaking down, like, the best 25 uh, 800-meter times ever run by a women's 800-meter uh, runner, she's up there a couple of times. But she's not... She never put up the best times. She's just dominating her current field of competition at an extreme level. Except she's not dominating it to the degree that other women have dominated their own sports. Um... A, the best example um, presented by uh, by a, a Deadspin article, honestly, that I read, um, the author of whom I, is getting away from me, and I'm going to look that up in a second, but that uh, Katie Ledecky currently beats her um, <coughs> beats her a competition by wider percentage margins um, when you correct for time and distance and event in swimming than Caster Semenya beats her contemporaries in running. Katie Ledecky also puts up times that would be competitive at an elite men's level, whereas Caster Semenya's times would barely be competitive at lower level uh, college men's levels. And yet Caster is being targeted. Katie Ledecky is not. And Katie Ledecky is? White. Ah. Yeah. And American also, mm. if we're going to get into it even yeah, further. Yeah. Um, yeah. Caster Semenya is a black African woman. Um, and Katie Ledecky is a white American. So Katie Ledecky is considered the greatest that anyone's ever seen, and Caster Semenya is cheating. Essentially, that's that's <laughs> the way that the IAAF, IAAF yeah. wants you to see it as it's it, it's atrocious. Uh, and and we can get into testosterone uh, regulations. Like since that's essentially what they're using to regulate. Um, I guess now they've decided to regulate women's bodies. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's about <laughs> yeah. A regulate women's, women's bodies, a woman's body, and possibly in the future, other women's bodies. Um, do, what what is testosterone like? How much does it actually play into uh, performance? So that's so in that's this, in this event slightly debatable, but all of the information that exists right now suggests that testosterone does not actually definitively produce a better athletic result. Um, uh, Testosterone injections are generally considered um, a banned substance. um, That that is, it's considered a form of doping to take extra testosterone as opposed to what you can produce naturally. That's generally, that's generally agreed on by the IAAF, uh, the uh, International Olympic Committee, the IOC, um, most uh, major sports in the United States. Like that's generally agreed. That if you're taking more testosterone than naturally occurs in your body, then that's fine. Except Castor Semenya is not doing that. No. She's not. She's not doping. There she, is no debate about this. She is not doping. Yeah. Um. She. This is just what happens in her particular physiology. Um. She's just more being penalized for yeah. being great. Yeah. More importantly, there's been studies done on um, the way in which higher testosterone levels affect, particularly in track and field, affect the uh, performance results. And there are percentage numbers attached to this, where a a runner who runs, say, the 200 meters with a uh, higher testosterone level, comparable to something like Castor Semenya's, would be expected to perform about 1.4% better than someone else with a lowered testosterone level. And that number pretty much stays consistent through middle distance running. Um, where that, what gets very interesting to me is that when you start looking at testosterone uh, levels and uh, expected performance rates in the hammer throw in women's sports, um, an increased testosterone level is equated to almost 4% better performance, which is a lot um, especially yeah. when you start talking about elite levels where things are determined by small margins because everybody can do this very well. And in the pole vault, where it equates to almost a 3% improvement in performance. But those events are not included in this uh, testosterone monitoring um, program, this exclusionary yeah. program. They are exempt from it for yeah. some reason. They are targeting the one that is a uh, 1% difference. Yes. Um, and also Castor Semenya. Yeah, specifically, <laughs> specifically Castor, Castor Semenya. Semenya. Um, because 
again, I just have to assume it's because she's a black woman. Um, a, a uh, it's called hyperandrogenism, I believe, when a woman's body produces a testosterone at this level. Um, it's defined as uh, three times. Three higher. times, three yeah. times higher. Yeah, and Castor Semenya is hyperandrogenist um, because her testosterone levels do fall in that range, but she's still definitely female and a woman. Yes. Like, there's no... there's That is 100% without a doubt there. The IAF themselves did a lot of very invasive studies to confirm that that was the case, and when they couldn't say that she wasn't a woman, they came up with an arbitrary testosterone level that defined women's competition, and then applied it directly to her. Yeah. Well, maybe, like, with not in... Not specifically, but just to the events she was a part of. And that's... God, it's so... Even saying out loud, I just feel gross. And like, this is not like, and like I said, this is not being enforced equitably across track and field. It's being targeted specifically at middle distance running, where Caster Semenya succeeds, and not at the events where she doesn't compete. Yeah, like this this organization is essentially their their main thing generally is like they don't want anyone to dope. For whatever reason. Yeah. But they're actively telling this person to dope. Yeah. By altering their body chemistry so that they may compete. That's, it goes against everything that they're supposed to stand for as an athletic organization. Yeah. And it's, it's they're demanding They're demanding a negative doping quotient. Yeah. They're yeah. saying that, no, you have to inhibit your performance in order to be here. You have to stop being this, this good yeah. or like, per, like your, your hormone levels have to change or you can't compete. It's wild. It's, it's really it's, weird. It's uh, it, it's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like I I learning about this um uh, it, it was just like why isn't this in why hasn't this been out there for longer? Cuz in the in in our just our sports world. This is like this is the first I've heard of it. Uh yeah. and I watch a lot of sports stuff. Why isn't this covered like to this degree right now. Like I mean, why wasn't it covered? Why is it now being covered to this degree now and not before? Because it is. It's been happening to her. Like this. It's. It's very. It's. It's wild. <laughs> well, and like what one of the things I learned looking at this is there is speculation that for a period of time, uh, Castor Semenya was had acquiesced to taking certain medication that was inhibiting her testosterone production. Yeah, this and she is won never... a medal on that too. Yeah, still, yeah, she still won a medal doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah, she absolutely did. That's never been confirmed or denied. Nobody knows for sure whether or not that's true. It's just speculation from people within the track community mm-hmm. who have been following this story. So I don't have an opinion on that. I don't. Have have anything really to say about yeah. it i just know that that's that's been put out there as speculation um i think this the cbc kind of reported it as a hard fact last last this past week but they didn't really like cite any sources or doing they just kind right. of they maybe they just said it casually and but yeah the cbc did support that like i saw that uh in a video yeah no it's news thing last night no the that idea has been put out there and well so, well, Semenya never, like, so after that 2009, when she sort of broke out as a star, she was like 18 years old. She was yeah. very young at the time. And um, she put together that performance that was really unbelievable. Well, unbelievable is not the right word. I mean, unbelievable in the flattering way of, like, it's amazing that that's accomplished, right? Right. But you've done something. <laughs> I, just realized, I just realized that, like, that the language I was using could be co-opted in a certain way, and right. I really want to avoid that. Yeah. Really want to avoid that. Um, and uh, then she... So after, after that investigation into her gender and into her uh, sexuality and her... Um, her actual sex, like her assigned sex. Um, she didn't perform quite to the same level. Her uh, race times weren't quite as good. Um, there was definitely a little bit of a fall off, although the reasoning behind that could be attributed to a lot of things besides some sort of uh, hormone inhibition. And then she's come back. She came back um, a couple of years ago and started putting up really great times again and be mm-hmm. like performing at a little bit more dominant level. And now this happens. Um, yeah. Now that she's starting to reach the level of um, out beyond the field accomplishment that she uh, is has over the last two or three years. Yeah. 
and it, it it's like it's nice that she's gotten a lot of support from uh, Nike, from uh, other athletes, um, like rugby teams in South Africa. Um, like it's nice seeing that support, but it's like wow, like the, she's going through so much right now. She's being treated so poorly, so so poorly by this organization, but and 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 her peers in a way. Like I've whenever I see like I've I've watched a bunch of interviews from the people that she's racing against. And there's like a sentiment that they just, they're, some of them are support her and some are just like kind of hating on her. Yeah. Like they're like, Oh, well this sucks. But like, Oh, I don't have to like race against her. So that's good. It's like, shut the fuck up. Dude. <laughs> well, that's insane. Well, and you know what Caster Semenya did in response right after this man went through is she went out and ran the 5,000 meters at the South African Championships and won the gold medal. Wow. Which, fucking A, good yeah. for you, Caster. Yeah. Like, she did not stop running. She has put out public statements being very explicit about her disappointment in this. And then she went out and went from a middle-distance runner to a long-distance runner and won gold at the South African Athletics Championships. That's, and that's not the same thing as being, you know, a great runner at an international level. Like, but it is really fucking cool that she just went out and ran anyway yeah. at a distance that they said sh- that she hadn't been explicitly barred from. Although I guess we have to give that a second. Mm-hmm. Like now that she, if she's going to be good at another distance, then I'm sure they'll have to come up with some reason yeah. to not let her be. They'll, they'll, they'll come up with their reasons to, to treat her poorly and discriminate against her. Um, the IAAF believes they they have admitted uh, recently they're like oh our ruling is discriminatory we understand that but they think that they're protecting the overall integrity of women's athletics in the long run. Now, what do they mean by that? I have some I have some theories about what they mean okay. by that. Let's go. Um, yeah, so I think that. What that's I think that is about the um, continued um, increase in acceptance in uh, trans individuals in public life, and Caster's. Let's let's be real clear about something. Tran- Caster Semenya is not a trans individual. Yes. Sorry, I'm tr- like I'm very I'm trying like I'm trying to be very conscientious about my language in this segment because I recognize these are extraordinarily sensitive issues, and I want to make sure that I do not misgender people. I do not incorrectly identify people, and I'm think that this is I think it's really important to make sure that I'm using the right terminology. But Castor Semenya was born a woman. She does not identify as trans. She's just she's a cis woman. Yes. Straight up. Yes. But um but there are um ongoing debates about how trans people integrate into athletics in the future as um, they, as they become more prevalent in public life. And um, the IAAF, I think, is probably trying to get out ahead of that debate in a weird way, in a really weird way, and in a, in a discriminatory way as yeah. well. Um, there are, there are uh, institutions that have tried to put forward certain kinds of, certain kinds of structures to deal with um, trans people as they if they who want to compete in athletics particularly at high school levels and collegiate levels yeah. um, but not so much at professional levels or at uh, international levels and I think that's kind of what's happening here is that yeah while this while this particular ruling is discriminatory specifically to caster Semenya and hyper and <laughs> hyperandrogenic athletes um um it's setting a precedent for them to discriminate against trans athletes yeah. going forward and it looks like they're building they're kind of building their groundwork to be able to discriminate against trans athletes going forward right it seems like they're trying to set a series of ground rules that allow them to define who can and cannot compete and um the uh, the group that it seems like would be most victimized by this groundwork is the trans community, mm-hmm. which 
I, I don't know. I think there's a base. There's a base level at which sports already has has to like deal with a pro- their own problematic aspects here. In that, sports has always existed in sort of a gender binary, like men and women, right? Mm-hmm. That there's the two. There's two categories, and you have like if you don't fit neatly into one or the other, then nobody knows what to do with you anymore. Um, and now that like, and we're now in a cultural moment where. Uh, Trans individuals and non-binary people are um, more a, being given more of a place in a contemporary society. More like there's a, obviously there's a lot of fucking work to do there still, and yeah. you support trans rights and you know trans rights are human rights. Uh, these are just buzz phrases that I'm throwing off, but I'm doing my best here to try and make a point. Um, and sport has not yet figured out how to rectify that sort of binary dynamic with uh, with the growth and expansion of societal um, societal change. Mm-hmm. I guess is the best I can put it. And uh, the IAAF is trying to get out ahead of that particular problem by creating a creating a structure that is highly potentially discriminatory and um, keeps keeps trans individuals out of women's sports or men's sports or whatever in order to protect that binary in a certain way. And they're looking at, like, well, there's just a lot of backlash because of, like, we've opened a lot of, um, we've opened a lot of spaces for, for trans athletes. And that has just created backlash. Um, not surprisingly, because yeah. people are fucking terrible, but and that's kind of like what what the IAAF is like. That's who they're that's who they're kind of catering to with this ruling and this this groundwork and this potential yeah work going forward. Yeah, it's the the people who are going to complain and it's a and there's a level of fear to it, and I don't know, there's been a number. There's always stories of um, trans, especially trans teenagers, who are attempting to continue to compete in sports that they love and face pushback from their communities or from the societies around them because they're seen as um, somehow gaming the system. And this gets really obvious when when these individuals are good at what they do. There's a great, there's a really great quote that I read from a woman named, uh, a trans woman named J.C. McKinnon, who was uh, recently barred from a USAPL, a United States Association of Powerlifting meet, because she is trans. Um, they claim she had some sort of unfair competitive advantage in the women's division. And um, what she says at the end of the feature that was written on her is, trans eligibility cannot be contingent on finishing last. And I think like, I think that really gets to the point really succinctly. Um because there's abs- actually no indication that um, having transitioned from one gender to another in either direction gives you any sort of advantage in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, in fact, well, there's exactly one study that I've found that um, gets into this. Um, and it was a study done on um, distance running um, where eight runners... Um, who identified as trans submitted race times over the course of about seven years. And the study essentially looked at their times pre and post transition. And, um, this is, uh, then adjusted them via something called, what's the word for it? It's like an age quotient or age gauge or something like that it's a specific score against the best time ever put up by someone at your age in your Mm -hmm. in your field like okay yeah so like if you were a 40 year old woman they would take your time at a given distance and put it up against the best time that ever was recorded by another 40 year old woman and uh then they can come up with then that is able to be boiled down to a number that compares you to the field of 40 year old women as a whole right yeah does that make, yeah, that make that sense? that makes perfect sense. Okay. So they took that number, like they used that formula to gr- create that number for um, all of these uh, persons uh, pre and post transition. And what they found was 
exactly one person had any sort of noticeable improvement post-transition. Um, which you could chalk that up to any one of a number of things. And I also don't know whether or not this person transitioned from male to female or female to male, right? Mm -hmm. But in general, pretty much everybody fell exact, like within their age group and gender fell exactly where they otherwise would have put up the exact same sort of relative to the best score for what it's, if that's makes sense. Like there, that number that that AG or AQ or whatever it is that they would put up initially stayed pretty much the same. So there's no like there's there is no scientific basis to say that a trans individual has an advantage, and there is in fact this small it's an admittedly small sample that suggests they'll just really compete at the same level they always have within their new uh, societal group, their new gender group. While it's important that that trans people are being targeted, we also have to look at like like I said earlier, why is this being brought up now? And it kind of looks like while a black woman was being targeted for for ten years, we are now like it has been brought up into the mainstream zeitgeist because because trans rights are now out there, which mm-hmm. like unfortunately like white people care more about trans rights than than black women's rights that's extremely in, true which yeah. is like a, a really fucked up thing <laughs> and like which is why this is like an ultra sensitive topic because two pe- two two groups are many groups are being attacked by the i double by i i double af right now and like it's it's just awful it's, you know they've they've they sort of they're just firing a weapon into a room as a whole to see like to make sure that everyone stays away from the door that they're in charge of. Yeah. Is what it feels like. They're trying to keep everyone out. They're trying to keep um, black women out. They're trying to keep uh, intersex people out. They're trying to keep trans people out. They're trying to like set a framework where they can just exclude based on some structure that they're able to throw together with one example that isn't even like an example of just in just in the idea of looking at the sheer metrics and the statistics put forward isn't even the most dominant athlete in their sport let alone their most dominant the most dominant athlete compared comparatively within sports and just ah it's fu- it's totally fucked i don't casters should just be celebrated for her gifts yeah. she should be looked at as as an amazing athlete because that's what she is and now we're now this or always this organization has seen her as a threat to competition somehow for being too good it's just it's just really really it's really really fucked up yeah this whole situation is really really fucked up it's fucked up for 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 caster semenya it's fucked up for black women black women athletes in general and it's fucked up for trans people going forward possibly yeah like what the like it's just it's just absolutely just atrocious all around there's so much bad shit happening here like so much of it um and i don't know so and there's a question too of um and i i want to preface this with i understand the sort of stated irony as being like a cis white guy making this comment and let everyone know I recognize it. Yeah, but we see what's we see yeah. the, our situation. Right <laughs> we now. get where we're like we get what's going neither, on. Neither, but neither like, of us are a black women, and neither of us are neither of us are are trans or intersex. Like we, yeah, we're, we don't we, we don't, are very privileged people. Yeah, we we don't. None of this is targeted at us. Yeah, and like we get that like us being us sitting here will be like we're outraged might just is could be conceived yeah. as performative, but. It's. I hope that every. I hope you all feel it's not. I don't feel like it is, but that's not for me to decide either. Um, but so this stance of um, trying to exclude caster, trying to like build this exclusion in for trans trans people in sport, like a lot of it comes specifically from women's sports, um, and a lot of the justification used for that is this idea of protecting women's spaces that women deserve an athletic space to compete amongst themselves. That is not being, um, 
invaded or infiltrated by men, except it's odd that you would just assume that like give like if you, a guy could find a window to roll into uh, a women's sport in order to dominate that they would do that immediately. It's like they it's like they thought Joanna Man was a documentary. Like <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that movie. I just know the premise. <laughs> um, but and that's like but that's like deeply exclusionary and I'm I'm it may, reminds me of this I'm not totally familiar with this term that I've recently been introduced but turf trans exclusionary Radical feminist? radical feminist yeah trans exclusionary radical feminist where they where there's this really staunch idea of protecting women's spaces that excludes trans women and that it just seems like this is what's happening here is this, that this is incredibly turfy yeah i mean it, it targets it targets it there, checks a lot of boxes yeah targets trans people targets non-white people mm-hmm. like this is kind of like i version of feminism that you see a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like this is about white women it's about protecting white women um which that's not helpful like that's not what i'm not gonna sit here and try and try and say like feminism is for something but it's definitely not for this like i can tell you one thing it's not for and it's not just for white women um and this, like, this is how all of this reads: is that a black woman who's succeeding is being discriminated against, and that discrimination is being used to set up a system in which trans women and other women of color can then again be discriminated against. Because the people who've been targeted by these policies are exclusively women of color. Castor Semenya and the Indian distance runner, who's, runner whose name I can't remember. Um, and going forward, if you want to start talking about what defines a woman in terms of uh, testosterone levels, that's that's not how you define people at all. Like, internal physiology and, like, chemical levels are not what makes someone anything. Mm-hmm. I agree. So. Yeah, I mean, like, there's so much of this that's that goes on, like, in our culture where, like, where like Serena Williams has to deal with people saying all this shit, like Martina Navratilova, yeah, like it, and like this is the this is as far as I know, like the first time or the most high profile time where a person's just being asked to to alter their body because of this fucked up speculation. Yeah, like it's nuts. It's nuts. It's absolutely unacceptable that this is happening in sports. So, for all sports are bad, has to talk about this. Yeah, we have, we have, as, as we have to do this for for two yeah. cis dudes yeah. who like to make jokes. <laughs> this this is a serious topic, and we have to tackle it. Yeah. We feel like we we this show wouldn't if we, we wouldn't be doing the show right unless we did it. Yeah, we have we have to get into this. Um, this is a subject we feel compelled to get into because. If we want to deal with inequity, like the whole the whole concept behind what we do here is that sports are a really important part of society, and we see inequity in society and care about it. That it's insignificant to us, and this is a really clear example, like a really clear one, yeah. of just the the psychological violence that gets inflicted on people by enforcing these kinds of societal norms. Like they took like taking away Castor Semenya's ability to compete in the sport that she cares about, loves, and is phenomenal at. And it's just being taken away because she doesn't fit the very specific definition that they want her to fit and because she's a black woman from rural Africa. Like, that's deeply fucked up. And if we don't call attention to that, then we're not doing the thing that we said we were going to do. And if we don't call attention to the fact that that could very well be table setting to abuse another uh, underserved group within society, then we're still failing. Yeah. So we're trying. We're yeah, we're trying. And you should all give a shit about this. You yeah. really should. Intersectionality is really fucking important. <laughs> it's really fucking it's important. <laughs> no matter and, who you are, care about it. And this is. And this is exactly what's happening here is that this is like this particular ruling by the IAAF 
is an attack on intersectionality and set up to be divisive, I think. Yeah. Um, well, and they're, and they're doing it in the name of women's sports. They're like doing it kind of like under this like really shitty, cheap veil of feminism. Yeah. That we're protecting women's sports. We're protecting them. It's just really awful. I mean, that's, you're hearing that a lot from us. Like, oh, this is bad. Because it's fucking bad. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah, this is really bad. I know. Yeah. There's a lot, like, there's a lot of fuck shit that's happened, especially as we try and, like, as athletics try to figure out how to incorporate trans individuals into the athletic structure. Um, one of the best examples is a uh, trans man um, who was a wrestler and was wrestling as a girl for most of their life. I do not, I want to say too, that I do not know this person. I do not know enough about this story to be certain what pronouns. So I'm sticking with they, Mm -hmm. um, and they, uh, were then when they reached high school, um, and began to transition and were wrestling as a, uh, 17 year old boy who had been, had done transitional therapy for, I think the better part of two years, were informed that they had to continue to wrestle as a girl in the uh, women's division in Texas high school wrestling. Um, because Texas insists that you wrestle under the, uh, under the gender you were assigned at birth. This person did not want to wrestle in the women's division. They were just given no other choice. But they wanted to wrestle, so they did. And then they won the state title, and everyone got big mad about it, even though this person didn't even want to be there. Yeah. Like, uh, why would... That's fucked, fucked up. Why would sad. you put somebody in that position? Like, that's just... It's unbelievably harsh. Yeah, you allowed your ignorance to turn someone perfectly innocent into a villain. Yeah. In the eyes of shitty people. But, yeah. yeah. Like, this this person faced a lot of uh, forfeits by uh, other wrestlers. Who, like, it's not fair. And I'm pretty sure that... Honestly, I'm pretty sure this person would have said the same thing. That, like, yeah, it's probably not fair. And I, sh- I shouldn't be here, but I don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. And there's... So the only thing that's left is to tell them they can't do this thing that they care about and they love. That's... No, that's fucked. That's yeah, completely it's, fucked. It's deeply fucked. Yeah. Yeah, back to the, the, I, back to the <laughs> IAAF. They're still the dumbest goddamn name in the world. They're terrible. We're about we're about to pivot. Yeah. Uh, but Castor Semenya is perfect. Yeah, Castor Semenya is perfect the way she is. Totally, she's a great goddamn runner, and I hope she kicks some ass in any event that they'll let her run in. And I, if you want to, if you actually want to make sure that the best runners are running in the events on a national on a national or international stage, you better find a way to get her back out there because this isn't. This isn't what's happening. You've taken. You've said the best runner currently alive isn't allowed to compete anymore because you're racists, misogynists, and terrified of trans people. Yeah. Well, we can do. We can openly, openly support Castor Semenya. Like, <laughs> is what we can do right yeah. now. I guess. Um, we hands off Castor. Yeah. Uh, is a big one. Just find ways to openly support this person because they're in need of it right now. They're, they're, <laughs> she's, yeah. she's being targeted unfairly and it's terrible. Yeah. F- support Caster Semenya. Support Caster Semenya. She's great. Now, we're, now <laughs> we're gonna go into, into bullshit sports. Now. <laughs> that was really hard. <laughs> so, the NBA draft happened. <laughs> isn't it fucking? Isn't it like almost atrocious? Yeah, right. That, that we have that we're making this. Just like pivoting to anything is like, well, what about that home run that what guy about hit? The thing? <laughs> yeah, it's still jarring that like we this topic is still it, it sucks. Yeah, but, but we do we do have other things to yeah. like. We should probably cover some other stuff. Um, the NBA draft happened. Uh, the Pelicans won it. <laughs> <laughs> The Pelicans won it, and um, all Knicks fans should be very, very mad. Yeah. Um, I, Stephen A. Smith was mad. I mean, the Pelicans are kind of like... I know that I'm a Lakers fan, so I can't really like talk right now, but they're kind of a garbage organization. <laughs> like, <laughs> they allowed... They wasted the, one of their best talents. He doesn't want to play for them. They 
find out a way to get that top pick somehow <laughs> in the lottery. Just Lady Luck by their side. And now they're going to get Zion, and Anthony Davis still doesn't want to stay. Yeah, that's uh, the <laughs> word on the street is Anthony Davis is still ready to go, yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. That's, oh my god. Poor Knicks fans. Um, but my Lakers did sneak into the top four. <laughs> that's true, they did. It's they good... should immediately trade that pick for Anthony Davis. Yeah, <laughs> yesterday was a good day for trash basketball <laughs> Except for the Bulls. Except for the Bulls. <laughs> Fuck the Bulls, though. They can, yeah. Bulls can go to hell. I don't have any feelings against the Bulls. Like they're part of my childhood. I don't got. I don't got beef. It's kind of funny they suck now. <laughs> I don't know. They re-signed Fred Hoiberg, also known as like the weird high school basketball coach who's like within two weeks alienated every player so much they almost boycotted the team. He was the mad guy. <laughs> yeah, he's the mad guy. <laughs> he was the guy who was just like, "How do I fix this basketball team? Teach them how to be better." Now I'm going to yell at them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to yell a lot. It's just like a bunch of him making everybody run suicides. Like, that was his thing. Yeah, the Mike Singletary school of coaching. (laughs) It's just shit on your players a lot and see what happens. Also, I've had had some conversation about mental health lately, and it only just occurred to me how fucked up it is to call a running drill a suicide. Yeah, that's pretty... (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know, like, anybody out there who's ever played sports knows exactly the sort of running drill I'm talking about, and I bet it never occurred to you either. Yeah, I actually never mm. thought... Why do they call it that? I, I don't know why. Because it ain't fun, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they suck. Running those sucks, but I don't know what else to call them. Yeah. So the world of basketball is having having a world right now. Um, Kawhi Leonard turns out is is he's is the, the most, most clutch, clutch player. He's the most well, clutch player ever lived. More clutch than Kobe, anyway. I guess. Because <laughs> last week we had our whole Kobe episode, and I was like. While I believe that like Kobe's not that good, I don't know if Kawhi is actually as like clutch a, a performer as First Kobe. ever game-winning shot in a Game 7 in the playoffs ever. So I was wrong about yeah. that. And so Kobe Bryant is more bad <laughs> somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Just, this is somehow an L for Kobe Bryant, which is funny. I'm sure if, we can't, if you gave us a couple of minutes, we could come up with another way in which Kobe Bryant is bad. I, I, there's a million ways. Terrible children's books. <laughs> Uh, what does he do? Like he has a show on ESPN, and it's like from the mind of Kobe Bryant, and I immediately check out. I don't want to know like, what's. I don't know what's in the. I don't, don't, don't want to know. I don't want to know. Mind of Kobe <laughs> Bryant. Why are you marketing this to anyone? <laughs> I just imagine it him like as him like watching any amount of basketball he can find. Is like at his kid's middle school basketball game. He's like, I'm better than that kid. I'm better than that kid. I'm better than that kid. <laughs> It's just Kobe Bryant walking around, finding people playing basketball, and thinking, "I'm better than them." <laughs> it's, it's he's probably he's probably breaking down film somehow <laughs> in that like Kobe Bryant like I'm a genius way of like, oh, I'm a, I'm such a strategic genius. It's like, is that why you shoot 800 times a game <laughs> and don't make that many of them relative to the shots you take? Is that strategy? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. the whole strategy. I shoot, they rebound. Yeah. I don't rebound or pass. So Kawhi made that incredible circus shot, and that was cool. It was extremely cool. I One wish I had seen it live. One of basketball things I've seen in a, in a very long time. And I've seen a lot of cool basketball shit. Uh, your team is not that I, the thing yeah. anymore. No, they're not. They should. Yeah, honestly, Pauling. they should be. They had a 17-point lead on the Blazers in Game 7, and they fucking blew it, and I am deeply disappointed in them. Yeah. They suddenly forgot how to rotate on defense, and they could not make a shot to save their lives. Um, Nikola played good. Jamal Murray did not. Neither did anyone else. Yeah. Um, Your team has a future, though. We do have a future. Like, there's there's good pieces there, and hopefully they'll come back next year and be better, but... Yeah. Maybe you guys go after a free agent. Who knows? I don't know. But this is like the kind of thing that you do like when you when you when you perform this well in the playoffs for the first time, you make that step. Like when Golden State Warriors, I think they went to the playoffs the first time they went and got Iguodala right off the Yeah. Game. So it's like now they need their Iguodala. Yeah. The Nuggets, if they're gonna build this thing, they have to to now is the time to Well, you remember how the Warriors got Iguodala, right? was by beating the Nuggets in the playoffs, yeah. and Iggy was just like, yo, have you noticed that this team is, like, actually good? Because I'm going to go yeah. play for them now. 
Yeah, that was the, <laughs> and that was the Mark Jackson Warriors. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. That's a good version of that good thing. Yeah, that's smart. the Warriors that get beat up by the Clippers. <laughs> Iguodala going to the Warriors was the smartest business decision anyone has ever made. Oh, I know. Like, Have you... Outside of buying stock in Apple in 1988, like that's it. There's no other choice. Or Amazon when they were still like an online bookstore. I don't know if we talked about this on here, but have you? did you ever see that interview with Iguodala and the rest of the Warriors? And they were all being asked as a team about, oh, why would you ever leave this team? And Iguodala just immediately goes, he's like, why would anyone ever leave this team for any reason? This is the best team ever. <laughs> and then both KD and Clay look down at the <laughs> and say nothing. Because Steph's there laughing, like, yeah, it's great. And like... And, like, Dre is like, ha-ha, yeah, and Boogie's like... I'm Boogie. Boogie's like, I don't know, I'm just here. I'm here for the ring, please. (laughs) Please give me... I was told there'd be rings. One ring for me. (laughs) And, but yeah, the the look on Clay and KD's face is just like, oh, man, they really actually don't want to stay. And (laughs) I I don't know where this offseason is going to go. We know practically for sure that that Kyrie Leonard or Ky, Kyrie Leonard Kyrie, Kyrie Leonard Kyrie Irving Kyrie is on Leonard the, the first pick in your 2027 um, NBA 2K draft. I would take. I would draft that player. <laughs> <laughs> I would draft that player. That's a that's a creative player who goes number one overall for sure. <laughs> a Kawhi Leonard point guard. Yeah, let's go with handles <laughs> with handles like Kyrie. No, well, he's no, he's actually a, a center. His name is just Kyrie Leonard. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Although we were getting a two for one type of situation. Nope. <laughs> but we we know Kyrie is on the move. We know Kyrie Irving's on the move just because Boston hates. Him. <laughs> and Boston he hates. hates Boston. He hates Boston. Boston hates. He's going to the Knicks. I love how that. I don't even know if he's going. To, I don't know if anyone's going to the Knicks anymore. Like they have such bad luck. Like they can't win anything. I don't know, like, where else, like, is everyone going to go to the Nets? Like, because I think KD wants to be in New York. Like, I get the impression he wants to be in New York. Which is weird, because it's not that important to be in New York or L.A. anymore, right? I mean, from a money-making standpoint, it kind of is, but there are other bigger markets. Yeah, there's other... Yeah. There's definitely other big markets you can be in where your local ad dollars are going to be, not yeah. equivalent, but pretty high. It's actually kind of funny that, like, Katie's seeking another market. It's like, is the Bay not big enough? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> it's like, the GDP of the Bay Area alone is probably, like, massive. I'm sure that there's enough people and money out there for you to make something. Have you ever heard of Google? <laughs> <laughs> I hear they're big. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, Katie probably wants out of Golden State. I think he does. I think, yeah. Well, we've well, we've talked about this a bunch. I'm sure he's gone. Like, I have no doubt in my yeah. mind. Yeah. Kyrie, we know for sure. Kawhi, who fucking knows if Kawhi's going anywhere? I don't know, man. I thought it was for sure he's going to leave Toronto. Now, he, now he's like... He's currently he's, losing this playoff game. He's, so. he's Jesus of Toronto sports, though. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's a pretty easy thing to claim because all I have to do is do one good thing in, in sports <laughs> in the playoffs, and then you're, you're Jesus of Toronto sports. That's why Joe Carter has never paid yeah. for anything in Canada in years. That's why Jose Bautista yeah. was was <laughs> the the Jesus of of Toronto sports. He was never he, even that good. He just hit one major home run and did an awesome bat flip. Yeah, it was like a four win play. Yeah, you're right. He wasn't like that great. He just <laughs> got that one hit. Edwin Encarnacion was way better. Than him. <laughs> It's true. It's true. But uh, he did not hit a uh, clutch home run after a bench-clearing brawl and do an awesome bat flip. Yeah. He just plays for the Mariners now. (laughs) Who, by the way, just segue into baseball for a second. Remember when the Mariners were back? Are they? Are, please tell me they're two games under five hundred. I'm pretty sure they're two games. Ah, oh, they're oh always God. two games under five hundred. I they went under five hundred last week, and I thought it was funny because it's like, oh man, no, no, actually, because they were playing the Red Sox and they lost to the Red Sox, which became the first time that the Red Sox had been over five hundred all year, and the first time the Mariners had been under five hundred all year. Let's see exactly where they are, and they are one game under five hundred. One game? Uh, they're two games under five hundred, though. <laughs> they're about to lose one. <laughs> it's just, it's just funny. Like, man, April really doesn't count. It really doesn't. 
<laughs> I mean, those games does count. not matter they at mathematically all. count. Those are wins. Those wins will always be there. It's just, man, does April not count or what? <laughs> I'm a math guy saying this. Those wins are real. Those win shares that they put up were all real. All of it was real. All of that so existed. Not really, though, because <laughs> now the Mariners aren't very good. Because they never had a good bullpen, and maybe their offense wasn't as good as we thought it was. And, like, what's up with Felix? Sometimes, like, so honestly, sometimes I wonder if, like, it's because the players who are genuinely really good are being, like, rested during spring training and not getting enough reps. And then just April is, like, spring training for guys who are actually good at baseball. <laughs> I guess, or it's, like, I don't know what it is. It's just, they just got hot, and then they were like, oh. This is what we really are, and it kind of makes sense because that's what they probably should be around a 500 team, at best. Yeah, makes sense. At best, me. I mean that's what they were last year, more or less. They just picked up more wins than they really should have. Hmm. Would you like to do some hype drags? Sure. You like a hype drag? No, I was gonna um, drag Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Um, because Kyrie Irving came back to uh, the playoffs with the Boston Celtics. And then they got fucking smoked, and that was an Eastern Conference Finals team last year, and like, what the hell, Kyrie? You're supposed to be one of the best point guards in basketball. Why is your team worse now? Gordon Hayward. I mean, not, <laughs> yeah, not arguing the point. You know me, I love to blame Gordon Hayward for everything. <laughs> I like, had my shoes untied once, I'm like, fucking Gordon Hayward! <laughs> Idiot! <laughs> Yeah, but like Gordon Hayward, you can just like hand him and hand him a PS4 controller and be like, "Hey, Gordon, League of Legends is on." And he's like, "Oh, cool!" And then he's just over in the corner for a while. <laughs> Kyrie refuses to come off the basketball court. Um, actually, League of Legends is not for PlayStation Four. I'm sorry that once again, too nerdy, too nerdy for this show. I'm I'm sorry. Everyone. I don't know. I don't know if it's too nerdy. It's just not a. Re- it's clearly not a reference I get. So. My bad, everybody. Minecraft? I don't know. That's popular for elementary school kids, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. A video game that Gordon Hayward likes. <laughs> and I was gonna I was gonna hype Kai Kawhi, but you already did that, so Hype Kawhi. I don't know, he was fucking awesome. He hit a fucking game winner in game seven of the uh, West of the Eastern Conference semis. That's never been done before. That's awesome. Also, this team normally shows up and then gets their asses stomped by somebody who's better than them, and it does not look like that's going to happen this year, and it's all because of Kawhi Leonard, and that's rad. And this dude, like, just, like, decided not to play basketball last year. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> As this team was being eliminated last season... Kawhi was streaming Fortnite. Literally, as the Spurs were being eliminated, yeah. Kawhi was at home on Twitch streaming Fortnite. Because he's just that cold. <laughs> he really is. I squatter his face. <laughs> comes back a year later and is amazing. He's incredible. Because we he's... were like, how is Kawhi going to come back from his injury? I don't know. Amazing? Because he's an android? <laughs> Apparently, he really was. A basketball robot? This, that was why he was the like so good on the Spurs. Because... Yeah. He was an Android, and Greg Poppy was like, I can program you. Yeah, he's like, I'll keep that firmware updated. <laughs> keep his operating system good. No he, spyware. He must like have that. missed something, because co- the robot broke and left. And now he's in Toronto. <laughs> he installed League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work on that operating system. <laughs> Uh, I just kind of, I just, I just kind of assume that like, uh, Kawhi leaving San Antonio for Toronto is like a, uh, a parallel for when all of the computers revolt against us. (laughs) (laughs) When the Terminator thing finally happened. Yeah. yeah. Just there's, I'm, I don't want to play here anymore. I'm going to Toronto. Like, why would you do that? Like, fuck you. Who cares? Because pop made him. (laughs) (laughs) He traded him there. Okay, my hype drag, I don't know if I'm hyping or dragging this person yet. And his name is Stephen A. Smith. And you might have known him from last week's episode of All Sports. <laughs> I, I believe we dragged him a lot, yeah. Well, today, Stephen A. Smith, a Knicks fan. Yeah. Um, the news of, his, of the Knicks not getting Zion really pissed him off. So yesterday, actually, let's start there, he releases this weird, like, 
Twitter video or like, I think it, it might have been a Snapchat or like an Instagram story, but I saw it on Twitter of him in a dark room and it's just his face and you can barely see it. And he's just screaming. He's just like, why? Why? No. And it's like, <laughs> how is this great content? It somehow <laughs> is. I hate that it's good. I hate that this is good content. But it just it just was. And this morning, you know, he, he did his normal shows and was just an insufferable piece of shit. He was screaming. He walked off the set of Get Up. He said that Mike Greenberg was being disrespectful for saying that today was a good day. Like, Pablo Torre tweeted about it. He's like, this is amazing. I have a cubicle next to Stephen A. Smith, and it's the funniest shit of my life. And like... <laughs> Because Stephen A. just absolutely just lost his shit. And I don't know whether or not this is bad or good. I kind of love it. So am I hyping Stephen A. Smith? I don't know. I feel So I feel like Stephen A. is clearly getting mad about learning that the NBA is not rigged. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers have a forfeit. <laughs> and the it's Knicks are number rigged. three, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you going to take with the number three? R.J. Barrett? Bull Bull? No, Bull Bull is like 10, I think. 10 10 to 15, I think, is where he's projected to go. I don't know. I would take the weird stick-looking 7-4 guy. I like Bull Bull, but apparently the people who are very, very good at scouting don't think that right now. Hey, man, the people who were very, very good at scouting thought that Darko might be a better choice over LeBron. Oh, you know. (laughs) So if I'm hyping Stephen A. Smith who just, he had a day today, and yesterday, and was hilarious. Look it up, look it up on the internet, please, it's hilarious. Um, who do I drag then? I guess I'm dragging Mike Greenberg, because it's not a good day, Mike. He's <laughs> upset, and you're out here being happy? How dare you be happy in front of this man? He's having the worst day of his life somehow over some petty bullshit. He clearly doesn't care for it. <laughs> he clearly doesn't care for it. Crab Rangoon. Crab Rancoon thinks of that name. <laughs> Shout out to David Roth. Best tweet ever. <laughs> One of the best tweets of all time. Really just we're going back to the well of Stephen A. Smith tweets. They're, they're perfect. They're perfect. They are. Oh, they're so good. There's that one and there's the Holocaust one. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen the Stephen A. Smith Holocaust tweet, Google it. You just Stephen A. Smith Holocaust tweet. We're not going to do it here, yeah. but... Yeah, <laughs> do it. Just look it up. It's, it's not funny. what you think it is right now. <laughs> it's extremely funny and not offensive. I promise. Do we have any more hype drags? I don't really. Things are happening right now. I don't really have anything. Um, I don't know. I guess I want to hype all the teens out there for doing their the best they can when they're out playing sports. I don't have anything for that. All of you are great, and be the people you want to be, youths. Um, and let's see. I'm like, what do I have here? Thanks to the gift of editing, I can just take my time and say whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do want to drag uh, one group of people Okay. who seem to think that because some guy said that you were the gender that you are, now you're stuck with that, and... That guy can suck it. That guy fucking sucks. Yeah. I want to hype <laughs> all of my Lake all of the Lakers fans, my fellow Lakers fans, for just supplying me with all of the Zion Williamson in a Lakers jersey photoshops. <laughs> I didn't even need to make one yesterday. I just stole them shamelessly. There's so many, dude. Is there a jersey we won't Photoshop on us, somebody? I want to hype you guys. You made um, you made me being atrocious on the internet easier for me. I want to drag all of those people. Yep, I was, uh, yep that makes sense. <laughs> Every single one of them. And myself included. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm an um, atrocious Lakers fan. Because all of that effort you put Photoshopping a Lakers jersey onto still photos of Zion Williamson, you could have joined forces... And made sure there was a Photoshop of, uh, or an edited video of Zion Williamson doing that extremely rad 360 dunk in a Lakers jersey. Ah, ah, we could have done that, but we were being atrocious instead. (laughs) I prayed to the Lord of Light that the Lakers would get Zion, (laughs) and we got a four pick, so in my mind, yeah, it worked. Close enough. I'm basically the Red Priestess. (laughs) 
I'm Melisandre now. My point is, stop just, like, photoshopping, crappily photoshopping a Lakers jersey on players and make one extremely cool video next time. How dare you call it crappy? (laughs) (laughs) I guess that says everything I need to say about my laugh at the end. Uh, Good episode. Good episode. You can listen to us where you're listening to us right now, but most importantly, once again, we're selling ad space, guys. A minute at the beginning, a minute at the end. If you want a minute in the middle, okay. <laughs> Maybe we, we shouldn't sure. even sell that spot. That 30 like seconds of me looking at your copy going, what the hell is this? I don't know. Something about Mike's Hard Tack Consortium. Yeah, if you are interested in, in that sort of situation, in an advertising sp- um, partnership, um, you can email us at allsportsarebad at gmail.com. Tweet, DM me at PatrickJCS or DM our account at All Sports Are Bad or DM Jake It Wildly Pointless. Either one of these will work in that scenario. All of this will work. Don't forget to subscribe if you'd like to hear more of this content. And if you have tips or uh, concerns or anything that you'd like to hear us cover, go ahead and hit us up at any of the things Patrick just said. We'd be interested to hear about them. Yeah! Yeah. We done now? I think we're done. I apologize to you. All my fellow Lakers fans. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. You're all back. terrible. You're all you all suck. You all keep doing Good bad things. <laughs> terrible photoshops. If we put Clay Thompson in enough photoshops, <laughs> it won't be a Laker. <laughs> or I guess if it works in like like we aim for Zion, we get the four pick. If we aim for Clay, we get Kyle Korver, baby! It's gonna happen. Just trade just trade the pick for AD. God, stop overthinking it. <laughs> <laughs> bye internet. See ya. I'm waving. <laughs> waving bye. <laughs>